All right, this episode, we are talking about politics. And immediately as I say that, I think that a lot of people have a certain visceral reaction to the word, right? Ugh, politics. Like, oh man, these things are so political. We say that in derisive terms. We say that in, like, it's a bad word, right? To say that, oh, like, you're a politician is a bad thing. And I think that historically, <laughs> this comes from... Um, this really starts probably, I mean, it's probably been always the way it is. I think it gets really bad in American history from like Nixon, because Nixon pretty much exemplifies like corrupt politician. I don't know. I feel like corruption has been baked into politics from the beginning. Yes. Right, but... we had the Teapot Dome scandal. We had oh, true. all of, all. there's a lot of scandal. Anyway, in modern political. In modern political history, I think that our view of politics is very much shaped by Nixon. Yeah. Um, I think that this is something that we have to check our hearts in. Um, big part of this podcast is to say that racism, discrimination, injustice is systemic. But a part of why I, you know, feel like sharing these ideas in this podcast is to say that the system does not end at the police, right? Mm -hmm. And that so often our sinfulness makes us say, let the, those people need to fix themselves, mm -hmm. right? It's the speck in their eye, right, that needs to be changed. Um, when I think that one of the reasons why we are, we run into difficulty to make these changes is because of our general negative attitude towards politics and politicians. This is my argument, that if we assume that all politicians are corrupt, if we automatically label politics as corrupt but politics must still exist because mm -hmm. politics is the policies by which we govern our lives and our state mm -hmm. then if we assume that they're all corrupt what we actually do is we give leeway for them to be corrupt we say oh well politicians are corrupt anyway so as long as they're corrupt in my favor or as long mm -hmm. as they're not like as long as they're not corrupt in a way that's harmful to me I can excuse the immorality or the corruption. I think mm -hmm. that Donald Trump exemplifies this the greatest, right? In that he basically can stand up and say, I know I'm a terrible for human being. Or like, he doesn't know that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently he doesn't know that. You know, but, but he can stand up and proudly flaunt his immorality. Proudly flaunt his affairs. Proudly flaunt his sexual assaults, right? Like all that stuff. Not be ashamed because he's like, well, I'm still going to drain the parts of the swamp that you don't like. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even in that mentality that we're going to drain the swamp... It's saying, wait, but then if we're going to assume that all these politicians are corrupt anyways, then one, I think it makes people not want to vote, mm -hmm. not want to participate in the process. And I think it makes people vote in ways that are also immoral, basically saying who's going to be corrupt in my favor. And I think then that attitude dissuades the people who genuinely do want to make changes for the greater good from becoming politicians, because who wants to be that thing that everyone vilifies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the podcast. Just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, politics is hard because um, when I think about politics in general as like a thing, uh, people fall into different categories. So one of the things that really helped me to understand 
why politics is so divisive and so hard is um, there's this thing, there's like a grid that I got from Tim Keller, so you know it's legit, hmm. where um, where you have this x-axis that is how active, you know, people, Christians especially, want to be in culture from inactive to very active. And then there's the y-axis, which is um, how how corrupt you think the world is, right? Where the lower you go on the y-axis, you're like, the world is corrupt and irredeemable. And the top is like, oh no, there's a lot of common grace here and a lot of common good. And depending on your view, it's also going to temper your view of politics. Mm. If you think mm. that the world is irredeemable and full of bad people and bad things, you're either going to go very passive and withdraw. That's like, the, the best example is like the Amish, right? Like they are very, yeah. yeah, yeah, like y'all very, take care of your business. Exactly, we'll like, take care of ours. Yeah, we're gonna be isolated from this world that's irredeemable. Or you're gonna go to the super religious right, the fundamentalists, who are like, we need to put the most conservative judges and judges and um, presidents, senators that you know will make will make good in this culture. And then on the top part of the y-axis right those top two quadrants you would have either people who are like hey we're christians there's common grace but we're still going to be in our own little circle over here they're um and then the ones that are super uh want to be active you you know people say you know like those are more of like your interfaith christian coalitions um things like that but and so i just want to say that there's room for all of you in mm. this podcast as but and i and i think the question is I mean, and the thing Tim Keller says is, you know, we can't stay in one quadrant. Like our goal as Christians is to see common grace, also see the fallenness of man, right? To, yes, be passive in certain areas of politics. We're not telling you to be activists in everything, but there are places where the church is called to act. Yes. And I think that that call to action is politics. I feel like that is something that I wish more people would embrace Right. Because I think it is fashionable for people to say like, oh, I'm, I'm not like I'm not into politics. Right. Like yeah. people always ask, like, when did you get into politics? And there's a part of me that wants to scream. All of us are into politics. Yeah. Right. Because we're all into the rules by which we govern our lives. Yeah. And I think that that attitude, because even like for the, the um, that church quadrant, the grid, yeah. the grid. Right. I think the last four years has demonstrated the fluidity of people in that grid. Yeah. Because you've had the religious right that said the world is immoral, but we should be active in it, embracing Donald Trump. And then everyone's like, like for, for us as more left-leaning evangelicals to be like, what? <laughs> right? Like, like, you know, I think at first in the campaign, it was like, okay, you're embracing Mike Pence, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's Mike Pence plus the other guy. But then the last four years have realized, oh, wait, no, you really are embracing this guy mm-hmm. who holds up his Bible wrong, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, like it's a brick, you know? <laughs> um, and But then I think then the that conflict, right, for everyone on the spectrum is to embrace the fact that, yes, we are all political. We are all interested in these rules by which we've determined. And if we can can embrace that and believe that, then I think then hopefully what it pushes us towards is how do we then keep our politicians accountable? Mm -hmm. How do we better research the people who are running on our ballots? How do we better research 
what positions are on yeah. our ballots. Yeah. Um, you know, all of the activism that's going on right now, does it translate to October, November, people actually reading their, right, reading their yeah, ballot things, yeah. right, or studying it, finding organizations that will break it down, or just being like, well, all, po all politicians are corrupt anyways, so I'm just going to vote for the guy whose name looks like mine, right, or I'm just going to vote for whoever my union tells me to vote for, as opposed to, do I really care enough about this political system and not just shun it outright? Yeah, and I think... You know, there are hurdles to politics, and one of that is it takes time. And for a lot of people, um, I think a lot of, in, in general, I'm not going to say the listeners of this podcast because you probably have a lot of time, but right, there are, it, it is hard. Like, politics is made for people who have time, time to go and vote, especially before mm -hmm. vote by mail was a possibility. Uh, a, it's a privilege to be able to take time to research these things. But in, in any case, I do want to encourage those of you who are like, I don't know where to start. There's lots of resources out there. The actual, they give you like an official guide from the Secretary of State of, of California who will break down the ballots and also have arguments and counter arguments mm -hmm. by specific, the people who support or do not support the group. Also, local your local paper is mm -hmm. generally, yeah, yeah, media has an agenda, but are generally able to give endorsements you know, to certain things and... Um... Usually, um, as well, to the run-up of every election. Um, KPCC does it. I'm pretty sure KCRW does a version, too. Uh, but KPCC, the local radio uh, station, 89.3. Um, Larry Mantle, he does basically everything on the ballot. He gets the supporters right? and detractors. He gets yeah. the supporters and detractors for both and has usually about a 30-minute, you know, argument. And it's a great... Listen, you know, overall. Um, and NPR, for like national things, Jason and I always listen to NPR. Um, uh, and we'll do another podcast about media um, and just media consumption and coverage. Because I think a lot of these same things apply to media, right? I hear like people say, well, all the media is just biased and corrupt anyways. And yes, every person is biased, right? Mm -hmm. Every But then if we have that blanket statement, we do not then take the time to figure out how do I determine, mm -hmm. right, which one is biased beyond tolerable evil, right? Yeah. Which one is biased within tolerable evil? And how and, do I balance? Right. And the same thing then becomes for politicians, right? Like for politicians, yes, if you're waiting for Jesus to run for president, right, like go, <laughs> you know, the sinless one, yeah. right? Everybody has sin, but what is the sin that is within tolerable evil? Because like, for instance, I've seen, you know, a lot of the... I've seen people hold up signs during these protests. It's like, not all Republicans are racist, but all Republicans were willing to say that racism was okay. Right? Hey. Like, was like basically it was like, yeah, like he's racist, but it's with the, that's within our tolerable evil. And I think because we haven't taken the time to think about that, and yes, like, that is something that it does take time. I do feel like when right now we decry the complacency of middle class people, ourselves included, this is part of what that means, yeah. right? Yeah. The complacency is you were willing to vote for somebody that backed your few agenda items, despite the fact that they were probably racist, right? Yeah. Or that they were okay with racist policies because, you know, they gave you the rhetoric that your two minutes of research, that's all you were looking for. Yeah, I think uh, there's, you know, there's that 
thing where you hear a lot of evangelical Christians say they'll only vote for Republicans because they are pro uh, pro life. They don't. Mm. They're right. Um, uh, and, and then they find out that they their mistresses. They're telling their mistresses to have abortions. Okay. <laughs> but, but right. But that's the thing, right? They're they're like, I'm never gonna vote for a. A democratic candidate because most of them support abortion rights mm -hmm. and um, I think that's actually very interesting because I would say that's only for white evangelicals mm -hmm. so black evangelicals right they have learned to hold this tension better than anyone right because most African Americans in our country tend to vote Democrat Democratic Democrat the Democratic mm -hmm. Party whatever um, and and yet they know they all know that right that uh, abortion is more acceptable within the Democratic Party platform. And so they say, hey, look, like you can't you can't just be tied to a political party. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to really uh, decide uh, how am I going to vote is going to impact people and where <clears throat> can I impact that? And I think that's why for Christians, it might be very valid to think about voting different parties for different uh, levels of government. Right. right. Like federally, what can the federal government do What versus what can the state government do versus what can the local government do versus even the county? Did you guys know we have counties supervisors? Right. And they each of our county supervisors has a higher budget than like some states. Right. And there's five or six of them. It's crazy. Anyway. Right. Like and I think in that way, Christians can and should be even more cognizant of how our government affects our lives and how to vote. Yes. And that I think a part of that then, too, as well, for me in that argument against this blanket discrimination against, or not this blanket negativity yeah, against yeah. politics is because I think then it allows certain people, certain pol certain politics. Right. Again, not in a bad way, certain politics to hide behind the veil of something else. Mm -hmm. So right now, I think one of the things that we're really seeing is police unions, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's interesting. We, you know, we talk to our, our law enforcement, you know, friends, and they will all say, right, oh, the union's all politics. But then that so often translates to then I don't care about it, yeah. right? I'm not actively I don't, participating. I don't actively participate. I don't care who I vote for, right? I don't even care about trying to figure out what, policies they are advocating for and then but then i also think that the police union for so long has been able to hide because they say oh we're not politicians we're just cops we're just cops looking out for cops it's the same way that i think trump could get elect like trump got elected basically saying i'm not a politician right like mm -hmm. i'm a businessman and even right now that seems to be the fashionable thing it's like oh i'm not really a politician i'm a whatever this other thing is but it's so weird because you would never have that in any other industry, yeah. right? Like, imagine the CEO of Apple being like, I don't really know anything about phones or computers, right? Like, I'm not a computer guy, right? Like, like put me in charge, because I don't know anything about this. But yeah. yet with politics, because we have that negative stereotype, then we are prone to be... We are prone to be tricked. I, th I think we're prone to be yeah. tricked by people that say, yeah. I'm not really in this for the politics. I don't really care about politics. I'm not a politician. And you're like, wait, no, no, no. We need politicians. Yeah. We need people that understand what it takes to make good policy. What we want mm -hmm. is politicians that have the character that cares about the greater good. How do we make sure that that's something we're looking for? How do we make sure that's something we're keeping them accountable to? Because like right now, you went to a lot of these police unions. It's really simple. 
vote different police union heads, yeah. right? Yeah. If all the good if all the good cops, right, got rid of that political bias, right, and mm -hmm. said, yes, the union is a political machination, but this is what we want it to be, and they vote that way, then if that had happened for the past 20 years, we wouldn't be in this place yeah. right now. No, I agree. And I, and I think that's one of the hard things about politics is really encouraging people to see that your voice matters, your vote matters. And, and I think that's one of the things that, and, and character matters. That's really what I want to talk about because, yeah, I, I think the one Trump card that the Republicans did have was we run people of, we have morals, right? I mean, granted, Barack Obama had was upstanding father, uh, husband, right? And I mean, they mostly use that against Clinton, right? Because he like committed adultery and... And sexually assaulted women, but anyway, um, right? But that, but, but that, but that was that was the what the Republicans stood for, mm -hmm. right? And then to run Donald Trump, and now to say, oh, character doesn't matter. I think that is another way that there are, that we have made our politics even more. Um, we have damaged politics even more. Yes. Right. This this idea that we should have politicians who have upstanding character, who have who are good and who are make diff who are uh, make differences in their community, and it's tragic that that's one of the things the Republican Party lost. Right. And therefore, even for us as voters, then you know, I think we have to be we have to think carefully, and as Christians. When it comes to character, what are the things that are of utmost importance? Because the reality is you can dig up mud on anybody now, mm -hmm. right? Like, I think, like, one of the... It's like, like that, that Pete Buttigieg, right? That the thing that he had to avoid about his character was that he was a tryhard. Because <laughs> basically, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg is a tryhard. Like, he is, he is for sure a tryhard. And tryhards are cute! And you, but the, the, yeah, that's the weird thing. You're like, wait, isn't this a characteristic that we would want in politicians, yeah. right? Like, we want them to be tryhards. And yet it was the, because we have not had this internal discussion or this this overall discussion of what character matters in yeah. politics. Like, what characteristics are important, then even like, for instance, I think that because we haven't thought about that, we are prone to elect people that have the characteristics that we implied for businessmen, right? Yeah. Like, that, I don't and care. bad businessmen. Bad businessmen. I don't care if you're a jerk. I don't care if you're angry and assault people. I don't care if you take advantage of others, as long as you have the higher job profits, done. Yeah. right? And so that's, I think yeah. that's the way that right now most people are voting for politics is saying, yeah, I don't care who you step on. I don't care what bad things you've as done. As long as you got my back. As long as you quote unquote have my back, yeah. right? And so those are all things that I think, you know, when we talk about systematic change in ourselves, mm -hmm. this is where we are part of that system. We have to say politics matters, right? And politics is not a dirty word. It is something that exists because we are sinful, yes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because there's no politics in heaven, it's a theocracy, right? Like, <laughs> like God it's tells true. us, this is good. There will be no politicians yeah. in heaven. And we say, yes, you said it amen. is good, right? Like, we'll have, we might have, I guess, like... HOAs, but yeah. good ones? <laughs> yeah, like, administrators of God's policies, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but in this life, then, in this earth... You know, I do think that's something that we have to reform. We have to reform our mentality towards politics. 
Yeah, and uh, guys, I, I really think character counts. And one last plug, I know this is long, but there is one organization that I've been following that I think you guys should also follow in terms of politics. It's called the AND Campaign. It's based mostly in Atlanta and the East Coast, um, but hopefully it'll go more national. But uh, what they do is they are a Christian organization that looks for the AND, right? They are both, both pro-life, but they're also pro-birth, right? This idea that like um, Black Lives Matter, right? That, um, and they also are for Christian liberty, religious liberty, but they're also for LGBTQ rights because they are all, you know, and, um, and uh, I want it, they are more uh, theologically conservative, but they say that, hey, like we can still support LGBTQ rights in that, yeah, they don't deserve to be fired for mm -hmm. being, LGBT, right? Things like that. And so I highly encourage you to check them out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the and campaign.